I'm delighted to welcome today Elena Perella from Sardinia. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Elaine. It's a pleasure to be here. Most welcome. I just love your accent. I think I should just let the recording go and you can just talk and send us all to sleep. <laughs> oh, no, please. Don't do that. <laughs> Although, <laughs> no. So, um, okay. So tell, tell our listeners why you are keen to spread your story and uh, explain to people how they can help themselves as you've done. Yes. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that I am a personal coach and I help people identify and eliminate their family's toxic emotional inheritance. And this is a toxic baggage of emotions, thoughts, beliefs, tendencies, unresolved childhood issues, inner conflicts that was passed on to us by our parents and previous generations. And this toxic inheritance affects the natural development of our potential, compromising our uh, psychological functioning, emotional functioning, and physical functioning. It's amazing how all this, the science and the medical stuff is all kind of starting to fuse together now because um, we never heard until recent years about how the mind and the body are connected. And now we're learning so much about it that has been around for millennia for you know ancient times but has been suppressed um, from us and so when they're kind of suddenly discovering all this new stuff that's not new at all is it it's, it's ancient yes it, it is not new something that uh, it was already there but for some reason we didn't pay much attention to it, mm. and we we lost uh, track <laughs> yeah. yeah so so tell us elena about your your story so and um, what led you to do what you currently do? Let's kind of go, let's go back. So what, what what things have happened to you that have inspired you to, to become a coach in the way that you coach? I must say that uh, behavior is a passion of mine uh, since I was a child. In the beginning, when I was very little, I was passionate about animal behavior. And uh, then during the teenage years, I... Uh, got a little bit lost and it was then uh, when I began to uh, develop unhealthy behaviors and to go through destructive experiences and they say they said that it was my fault my choice because that during those years I developed a binge eating disorder I began to smoke I was bullied at school and they say that it was my choice my fault uh, but was I really so stupid to choose to hurt myself? I don't think so. Nobody's so stupid to choose to hurt himself, right? And uh, when I was 19, I opened my eyes. I awoke. And then I saw that I was a toxic product of my family, that all those problems and the problems that I would face uh, later uh, were a manifestation of what I inherited from my parents, that the toxic part. Interesting, yeah. interesting. And, and we hear so often about people who've had eating disorders um, and self-harming and all kinds of things. And they all seem to stem from an unhappy childhood. Um, and then these um, experiences manifest in, in these kind of self-harming um, tendencies. So, so how did you, so you woke up, uh, what was it that made you wake, wake up and what did you do um, when, you, when you woke up? 
it was a tragic event, the death of my father. And uh, it was when he died, it was as if a veil dropped from my eyes and I began to see things for what they really are. As I told you, I, I saw that I was a toxic product of my family. I began to see toxic dynamics in the family, in my family. I began to see the, the real intentions behind uh, people's behaviors. So it was a, as if the light was suddenly on in a dark room, what was before a dark room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was then that I began to, um, to go through a process of awareness. I chose, then I could make a choice. Mm -hmm. And I chose to become aware of all toxic inherited elements that were forcing me to sabotage myself and my life because it wasn't my choice. None of those toxic behaviors and destructive experiences was my choice. I was forced by those toxic elements. So this, so this was at the age of 19. So you, you were 19 when yes. your father died. Yeah. I was 19 when my father died too. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I don't, I don't believe I had toxic um, stuff, but I do believe I was, uh, I'm the product of a very, strong upbringing um, mm. which has stood me in good stead with in many areas um, and opened my eyes and others as well so um yeah there we go so um you talk about toxic dynamics what, what do you mean by that well the behavior uh, like for example um I, I i saw that between my mother and i there were uh, toxic dynamics that she for example made me feel guilty for her unhappiness, you know? and, and in that way, she could control my behavior. And it, sometimes it was very, very subtle. Sometimes it was quite evident, uh, but it was toxic. You know? It was a toxic dynamic that uh, hurt a lot. Yes, yeah. yeah. Did you have any other, do you, do you have any other siblings? I, I have a brother, yeah. And and was it was it the same? behavior tendencies towards him as well or was it just for you he developed other things and we are we are separated so unfortunately we don't have contact anymore yeah. okay and 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 that's your choice you've, you've chosen yeah. that presumably it's our choice oh okay it's so both of you yeah it's our yeah. choice yeah yeah cool okay well that's 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 very grown up um, if you've if you've come to that conclusion together that um, it's not a good relationship that's extremely grown up I'm hearing I'm hearing so often and it's happened in my family as well the separation um, for various different reasons and um, just because we we have this blood connection doesn't mean to say that we we get on um, and it's it's very difficult and, and, and when we wake up to it it can be hurtful so so what 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 did you do then so you, you, you mentioned that you awoke, kind of, you had this veil uh, lifted at, at 19. So what, what strategies did you put in place to get you through to who, who you are now? Well, actually, most of the process was happened spontaneously. You know, it, it was just because I really wanted it, then uh, solutions became to, to, began to, to come to me. And, uh, of course, I wasn't completely... Um, how can I say it, it? Because it was a process, I had to to eliminate a lot before I came to the state where I am today. 
And uh, I tried many things that were offered by outside sources, let's call it that way. For example, I tried to, for the, the eating disorders, I tried to control my weight, I tried to control what I ate, but nothing worked. And I knew that it was because I had to eliminate the internal cause first, the root cause. And it was indeed like I'm saying, once I eliminated the root cause, then the eating disorders faded away because I suffered from the binge eating for seven years when I was a teenager, a young teenager. When my father died, the binge eating turned into bulimia nervosa. And I suffered from that for 16 years. So it was... Uh, a quite long process, yeah. And I read a lot. What, what helped me was also reading. I began to read, uh, for example, literature. I began to read about um, history. I began to read about human behavior and all those things about psychology enriched me. They didn't give me the answer because for some reason I found them, I found those resources limited. I couldn't find an answer, the answer that I was looking for, and it was inside of me. Mm. <laughs> Eventually understood that it was inside of me. Nevertheless, the readings that I did helped me to understand myself better, that's for sure. Yeah. Excellent. That, that's why I do what I do with the behavioral profiling, because when we know who we are, when we understand what our innate behaviors are, we can then sort of awaken to them and not try and change who we are you know we, we, we can't fundamentally change who we are but we can choose how we behave and how we deal with our behaviors and um, that's a big wake-up call for some people um, but we can we can choose it if we awake and we become aware yes. of those behavior and we eliminate the root cause that force us to behave in different ways in unhealthy ways yeah, absolutely. But we don't do that. We, we cannot choose. We really don't have a choice. Yes. If we manage to control unhealthy behaviors without eradicating the root cause, we become frustrated and we have to be continuously under control and monitor ourselves to not fall into temptation yes. because we haven't eradicated the root cause. You know, and so this causes a lot of stress. And, and the root cause will manifest uh, another symptom, not an eating disorder, not an addiction, but it can be something related to, to stress. It can be something related to, to something different that pops up in our lives. So it's, uh, it's always, if, if we really want to eliminate bad behaviors, unhealthy behaviors permanently, we really have to do something to eliminate the root cause mm, absolutely something that i bang on about often and unless we know the root cause so I, I do it in a different way to you you do it through the psychology side of things i have a little bit of psychology with the disbehavioral profiling which i've um, had developed to show a health bias um, but i also do it with laboratory testing blood testing hair analysis so we get to the root cause of what's actually get physically going on in the body. So it's a it's a good kind of mix between what you do and what I do and how we help people. So in your your case, then it's sounding like that the root cause was the relationship with your mother. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because my mother, first of all, uh, she had a troubled relationship with food and she passed that tendency on to me. 
she also didn't want to have children. So I, uh, when I was in her womb, I was already absorbing all the stress that, you know, that she didn't want to, to have me. And so we, we absorb everything from, from our mothers because, yeah, they are the vehicles to, to, to that emotionally, the food, the nutrition that we need uh, to, to grow and uh, prepare ourself, uh, ourselves to be born. And so uh, I absorbed a lot and hatred towards life because she, she, she didn't enjoy her life, unfortunately. She also grew up, grew up in, in a toxic environment. So she really, she, she isn't an empty person. Okay, this is um, this is so important with with healing. So so the, the work that I've done for for quite some time now is helping people to reverse serious illness, uh, particularly cancers. And the root cause is very often never found with people with with cancer. It's always an emotional cause. All illnesses are caused by an emotional trigger or a chemical trigger or a physical trigger. Um, but the emotional trigger is is by far and away the most common. But most people don't realize it because we as humans we think that we've intellectually dealt with stuff but actually our, our body is holding on to the toxicity as you've mentioned with with the pregnancy and, and so on so until people realize that they, they can have the best diet going they can have the one most wonderful lifestyle and you know be outwardly happy and all the rest of it but if they haven't got to the root cause of their situation and they might even have forgotten it you know it's happened to me several times that things have popped up and I thought, oh, that, that reminds me of such and such. And then I've forgotten that something has happened. And um, then, it, you know, it starts coming out. So so how do you work with people, Eleanor? How do you, how do you help people to, to break this cycle or even to, to, to be aware that there is a cycle? Through conversations. Yeah, conversations. I, I help them have total awareness, absolute awareness on the, themselves, their behaviors and, and the root cause. And uh, I can see in them what these inherited elements are and I make them aware. And through the conversations, they be, begin to become, uh, to wake up, to become aware and, uh, and also to eliminate those because becoming aware is already kind of first step to cleanse yourself from, from the inside. So so when so so Mrs. Smith comes to see you and or presumably you do a lot of work on, online these days as, as most, yeah. most people do. Um, so you've you've helped uh, Mrs. Smith, for example, to identify that there's some toxicity that's the mm. root cause of her challenge. How then do you move move the person forward? Actually, it's the person itself that moves uh, himself or herself uh, forward. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I, that's yeah. what I expected. <laughs> that's brilliant, brilliant. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. How do you nudge them? How do you nudge them then to 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 realize that it's inside? Uh, well, for example, I'm one of my current clients is uh, an adolescent, and she inherited a lot from both mother and father, and. Uh, I made her aware that her behavior and what she says is not hers. She inherited that from, from her father. And it, it took one or two uh, sessions to become really, really aware 
and she was a kind of resisting that. And she began to reflect on it. She began to observe her thoughts, her behavior. And then uh, after those two sessions, she came to me speaking in a different way. And uh, first of all, with a smile on her face, and she didn't have that when she, when she began. And, uh, and she said, yeah, yeah, it, it does make sense. <laughs> Indeed, that's not me. I recognize that in, in my father. And uh, yeah, why shouldn't I try something else? What, how I would behave and think if I don't listen to, to those inherited uh, beliefs and convictions. And that was enough. How, how do you how do you help people with the balance because it's one thing to awaken to what's the root cause of of the challenge but then how do you stop people going to the other extreme of blaming oh well it's not my fault it's their fault you know mm. so that they could then you know actually cook, create a bigger problem for themselves and, and blame and anger and then that's resentment yeah yeah i i always say uh, it's not about blaming of course we are we, we all blame. I think that's more or less, <laughs> we have the tendency, uh, but uh, it doesn't have to be toxic first. If you uh, empty that, that, the blaming from uh, the, of the, the toxic part, so that, that you realize that it wasn't their fault either, no? because it was passed on to your, your parents. And then I, I say to people, let's call it responsibility. Mm. Meaning, um, they 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 were the cause, of course, but um, as I said to you, uh, it wasn't their fault, and they couldn't even do their best mm. change simply because they not only they didn't have the tools, but they weren't awake. So uh, it was practically impossible. So it's a matter of responsibility, which means giving. Um, uh, or understanding that uh, we all play roles in the life of others. We uh, can have an impact in the life of other people. And, and, and that's it, yeah. When you understand that it's a matter of responsibility, you can also begin to respond uh, in a different way and break the chain, for example. Instead of blaming, take responsibility, which means respond and break the chain. Mm. it for yourself and for the future generations yes yeah absolutely it's a realization isn't it um yeah huge big realization and for mm. some people the realization um in my experience actually gets them to freeze but when they get and they settle they get kind of comfortable with it the realization of this has happened that's happened it's not my fault it's not their fault it just is um Eckhart Tolle talks about isness you know things yeah. are just it's just just the way it is um it's and being great. comfortable with that um I think yeah. is a big thing how, how do people get hold of you Eleanor sorry how do people get hold of you how, how can people get in touch with you well, they can get in touch uh through LinkedIn for example I'm on Facebook too they can visit my website sentidu.com and they can always uh, email me. Okay, I'm going to spell that for the listeners because not everybody is able yes. to see your name mm -hmm. on the screen. So um, that's S-E-N-T-I-D-U, Sentidu. 
sardinian.com what does that mean is that in a, a, a nice italian word <laughs> yeah it's a sardinian uh, sardinian language actually and uh, it is the the ability of the of the soul to see things for what they really are oh it's how magical yeah sentindu <laughs> lovely every day senti, sentidu every sentidu. day is a school day isn't it we all we learn every day yes. so um your email is um is what what is your email it's info uh, at sentidu.com marvelous okay thank you is there anything that you'd like to say before we close to the listeners on maybe what they can do to help themselves if they feel that they're in the situation that they're where they're stuck yeah, I would like to say that, um, especially now that we are in such a, a crisis globally, uh, if you want to, to give yourself a chance to have a better life, to feel better with yourself and help your children have a constructive future, begin to reflect of your, uh, on yourself, observe yourself, observe your behavior, uh, don't feel scared to, to see things that you perhaps passed on to your children and start to create a bridge with them. Building bridges, wonderful. Yes. I think um, there's an awful lot of bridge building to, to, to yeah. take place uh, for a number of people, myself included. Thank you so much, Elena, for, for being with us um, today Thanks. and for... Um, telling us a little bit about your story and how people can help themselves which after all is what this podcast is about thank you thank you